Hello and welcome back to Spiritual Virtues Podcast. We are up to the sixth story from the book Mighty, which means we only have this story and one more. And then we're going to have to find some other stories about Abdu'l-Bahá, and there are plenty of them. But it's been such a joy to read from the book Mighty because the illustrations are just so beautiful, right? Yeah. They're just, I can't wait for everybody else to see them. So when all of that information is available, when it's ready for the rest of the world to enjoy, we'll make sure that we have all the correct listings so that everybody can buy buy it or download the PDF. Um, and I'm pretty sure they also said that there might be an audiobook that's also included. So we can't wait to hear that too, right? Yeah. Right. So let's get started with The Gift. This takes place in Dublin, USA. Oh, yeah. 1912. So this is when Abdu'l-Bahá was in the USA visiting, and um, he was in Dublin. Madeline took all her dresses out of the cupboard and piled them on top of the bed. She then emptied the drawers, taking out hats and scarves and shoes. Finally, she placed two large suitcases at the foot of her bed. Madeline looked at the tower of clothes and sighed. Oh, Maddie, she thought to herself, how on earth are you ever going to fit all these clothes into just two suitcases? Only two weeks ago, Maddie had packed these same suitcases and left her home to come to New Hampshire for a holiday. Maddie lived in a large and beautiful house, and although she owned so many things and had everything she needed, she felt as though something was missing in her life, and her heart was sad. She had thought that maybe a holiday would cheer her spirits. Now, after having spent two weeks away, Maddie prepared to return home. But even though her suitcases were overflowing with brand new things, her heart still felt sad and empty. You should never have done so much shopping on this trip, she scolded herself. Now you have to go out and buy an extra suitcase. Suddenly she heard talking outside the guest house she was staying in. Curious, she made her way to the window and looked outside. Close to the entrance of the guest house, she saw two figures standing together. That's Abdu'l-Bahá, exclaimed Maddie eagerly, and that must be his secretary. Just yesterday, Maddie had seen Abdu'l-Bahá for the first time. Returning to the guest house from her afternoon walk, she had noticed a group of guests crowded in the reception area. Scanning the crowd, Maddie's eyes had immediately fallen upon a majestic figure standing among them. He was wearing a long, tan-colored robe with a snow-white turban on his silvery flowing hair. Do you remember what a turban is? Do you remember, Parker? No. So a turban is something that uh, men wear on their heads. It's usually made out of some kind of fabric, and it's wound around um, the top of their head and secured. So it's Abdu'l-Bahá was wearing like, a snow-white turban on his silvery flowing hair. It's kind of like when you come out of the shower, then you put a towel around your head. Yeah, kind of like how we twist a towel up, but it, it looks different than that. But yeah, it's but twisted does, so it stays up. But doesn't it look kind of similar? It looks a little bit different, but you you have the same kind of concept in mind. Um, Maddie's heart had filled with awe. She felt as though she were standing in the presence of a king. But it wasn't his clothes that made her feel this way. Rather, it was his loving presence and the radiance of his blue-gray eyes that had spoken to her heart, reflecting compassion, wisdom, and strength. For a moment, Maddie's heart had felt full. 
Why do you think her heart felt full when she was looking at Abdu'l-Bahá? She just needed love. Because she, she felt love? Yeah. She felt that she was loved. She felt that she was loved? She felt like she was enough? It's a good, uh, good guess. As the guests were making their way into the dining room, Maddie had turned to one of the guests and whispered, Who is that man? That is Abdu'l-Bahá, the guest had replied. The newspapers say he is an apostle of peace. He was made a prisoner for 40 years for teaching justice and unity. Now that he is free, he's traveled all the way to America to help us understand how to live together in peace. Now, as Maddie stood by the window looking out at Abdu'l-Bahá, she wished wished that he could help her find peace in her own heart. Her thoughts were interrupted by the sight of an old man slowly making his way up the quiet street. His jacket looked dirty, and his trousers were torn and full of holes. How cold he must feel in this ragged clothing, Maddie thought. All of a sudden, Abdu'l-Bahá's secretary called out to the man. The old man stopped and then walked towards Abdu'l-Bahá. What could Abdu'l-Bahá want from that man, thought Maddie. Her eyes then widened in disbelief. Not only did Abdu'l-Bahá smile and greet the man as though he were a dear friend, but he took the old man's hand into his own. Maddie watched Abdu'l-Bahá say a few words, let go of the man's hand, and then step behind the guest house. Where has Abdu'l-Bahá gone? thought Maddie, perplexed. She tried to peer through the corner of the window, but she couldn't see anything. She opened her window, but all she could see was the secretary and the old man, both of whom looked as if they were waiting. Maddie, too, waited. A few minutes later, Abdu'l-Bahá reappeared. Maddie noticed that he had wrapped his long coat around himself and was holding something in his hand. What is he carrying? she wondered. Maddie watched as Abdu'l-Bahá lovingly handed him a small bundle to the man. The old man held out the item in front of him, and his face broke into a wide smile. Maddie let out a small gasp. <gasps> Abdu'l-Bahá had given his own trousers to the man. Yes, Abdu'l-Bahá had gone and given his own pants to the man. That's why he had his coat wrapped around him. <laughs> so, Maddie watched, her eyes shining with tears as she as she saw the joy on the old man's face. She noticed that Abdu'l-Bahá too looked happy. One would think that he was the one who had just received a gift. Maddie couldn't help but feel happiness in her own heart. "May God go with you," she heard Abdu'l-Bahá say to the man. The man thanked Abdu'l-Bahá and happily continued on his way. Maddie looked at the enormous pile of clothes on her bed and thought of the great emptiness and unrest that she had been feeling. Turning her gaze back to Abdu'l-Bahá, she thought of how Abdu'l-Bahá had sacrificed his own comfort to help someone else. Maddie realized that a life of giving to others was what would fill her own heart with joy and peace. This says Maddie is an imaginary character who observes a true story about Abdul Baha. And most people always solve a true story about Abdul Baha. Yeah, most of the stories here, um, the main characters in the stories are are imaginary, but all of the stories really happened. It's just the people observing them the author kind of elaborated a little bit so that we can understand it a little bit better. And then it says underneath, be generous in prosperity and thankful in adversity. Be worthy of the trust of thy neighbor and look upon him with a bright and friendly face. That was Abdu'l-Bahá. So let's go over this quote real quick. 
Be generous in prosperity. Do you know what the word prosperity means? No. Prosperity is when you have lots of something. So be generous when you have a lot of something, right? Like if you have a lot of money, if you have a lot of time, if you have a lot of patience, be generous with those things, right? Wait, if you have a lot of time, time then, and you have patience, you can wait. If you have a lot of time, then it means that you can give some of that time to other people or give some of that time to do kind and generous things. Wait, how do you give some of that time to other people? Give your time to other people? Be with other people, right? Oh. So let's say mommy is always so busy, but when I have more time, then I can give that time to be with you, right? Oh, yeah. So sometimes I have to schedule my time so that I can be generous with my time. I thought you meant like actually like... Like like actually give somebody time? Yeah, then like cancel the stuff. You can give somebody time by... um, Maybe offering to do something for somebody so they don't have to do it, right? Like maybe we wash the dishes for daddy so that he has time to do something else that he might need to do. That's a way you can kind of give time to somebody. Yes, Parker? Wait, can they just do with the person? What's that? Can they just do with the person now taking a lot of time? Doing it with the person would take a long time? No, I said less. Less time if you do it with them because you're breaking up the work. So you each have, you each take up half the time. So yeah. you can do it half as quick. Yeah. Or twice as quick. Yeah, exactly. You can do it together also. That way it's less work for one person. So it says be generous in prosperity. So if you have a lot of something, be generous with that thing. And it doesn't just have to be physical things. It can also be emotional things it can be spiritual things it can be our virtues so we want to be generous when we have a lot of something and thankful in adversity do you know what the word adversity is what what do you think oh parker's asleep (laughs) no he's not oh he's smiling okay he's almost asleep and thankful in adversity adversity is like hardship when things get really really tough So this says, be generous when you have a lot of something and be thankful when things are difficult because sometimes things are easy and you have a lot of something and sometimes things are hard and you still need to be thankful during that time. Be worthy of the trust of thy neighbor. So worthy means deserving of or you've earned um, you so to be worthy. Worthy means somebody can trust you or they... um, You've earned something. So be worthy of the trust of thy neighbor. So we want to earn people's trust. And look upon him, that other person, with a bright and friendly face. So in this story, this this old man, why did Abdu'l-Bahá give him his pants? Because he knew he was super-duper cold. He knew that he was super-duper cold. And what was up with the old man's pants? They were ripped and have holes. Mm-hmm. And Aduba. Aduba. Abdu'l-Baha. Abdu'l-Baha. Um, he had a lot of, like, he was super warm. So he gave his pants to the old man because he knew it would help the old man, but more than it would help him. 
Yes. And why did Abdu'l-Bahá look so happy after giving the old man his pants? You would think if you give something away that, oh no, now you don't have it. But Abdu'l-Bahá was actually so incredibly happy. How come? Because he saw it made the man happy. Yeah, he saw it made the man happy and he knew that... Um, he knew that he needed it more than he needed it. Yeah. Right. And we read the last story that we read was the night, remember? And Abdu'l-Bahá was supposed to take that really fancy car. Yeah, but he didn't want to. But he didn't need it, right? Yeah. So instead, he took the horse and buggy. Buggy. Buggy, buggy. Buggy. Because he didn't, he didn't need all that extra stuff. And we're very, very fortunate because um, in our home, we have everything we need and more, right? Yeah. And we're very fortunate. So that means that we have a responsibility to share the the tools and resources that we've acquired with other people, Uh right? Just like we would hope other people would do that for us if ever we were faced with hardship, right? Yeah. What are some ways that we can um, think about? Hmm, let me think about this question. I don't know if I want to even go there tonight. It might be good for us as a family to think about some of the things that maybe we no longer need and can give away, right? And I know a lot of families do that towards the end of the year or in the springtime. Um, but it's important for us to do on a regular basis to only have what we really, really need. And, you know, the Baha'is have this really wonderful thing called hakukala, where if you make a certain amount of money, you can actually cleanse your money by paying hakuk. And that money goes towards... Helping other people, helping um, like, the cause. Uh, what is it called? The fund? Yeah. Yeah, donating to the fund, right? Didn't I do that once? You do like, it all the time. Like save up all my money and give it to the fund. Yeah, you, you do. You donate to the fund quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Also, like whenever we buy something, we need to give like, some of it to the fund. Yes, whenever you use your own money, we um, put aside some money to go towards the fund. So we're constantly trying to think about ways that we can help other people and not live in total excess. But the beautiful thing is, is that in terms of money and um, resources, money is a fluid resource. And it can be used for all kinds of amazingly good things. So it's important that we don't just hoard our money, right? What does that mean? Hoarding, it means you collect it, you collect it. You don't want to give it away. You don't want to share it with anybody. You want to keep it for yourself, right? We don't hoard money, but we use it for what we need to use it for. And then with the excess, we hopefully um, use it for bettering the world around us by donating to the fund, by supporting people's educations. Yeah, I haven't been using my money that much. I know. Well, you have a good amount of money saved up in your... Yeah, because I hardly ever use it. 
you're very good at saving it, but you're also very good at donating it. So as long as there's a balance, that's all that really matters. Okay, should we sing a prayer real quick? How about blesses is the spot? Blessed is the spot and the house and the place and the city and the heart and the mountain and the refuge and the cave and the valley and the land and the sea and the island and the meadow where mention of God hath been made, and his praise glorified. Alright, goodbye everybody. Tomorrow is the last story from Mighty. We can't wait to read it with you. Bye. Want to say bye? Bye.